Hi, Jens here. Are you interested in innovation? This might be something for you too. Every Friday, I share the latest innovation articles, ideas, videos, books, podcasts, and more that I discovered during the week in my newsletter, Connect the Dots. If you subscribe, you will receive an email into your inbox every Friday. You can't find the newsletter anywhere else, so you have to subscribe if you want to receive it. Head over to jensheitland.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. But now, let's get started with the podcast. The interesting thing about the innovation that today is that for us, it's a bit going backwards. And I want to explain, but this is your thinking. Today's guest is the expert in leisure concepts. He's international speaker and the founder of The Leisure Way. Please welcome to the show, Gaston Gaetian. Hello, Gaston. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, James. Good morning. Everything good here in uh, Zaragoza. Uh, Thank you I, for, for, for inviting me to be here. I guess the weather is slightly better than in Germany here. <laughs> well, not today. Not today. I think it was a little bit, uh, I think, uh, cloudy. Uh, it's always sunny now at this time of the year, but today it started a bit cloudy. Hopefully by noon, the sun comes and we can go for a picnic outside. We have a, a wonderful garden outside. So. Nice. Cool. <laughs> So be, be, before we go into all the cool stories on innovation topics you are doing with your business and personally as well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What is your story? Uh, the short version, the long version. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah, well, um, as, uh, my name is Gaston Gaitan. Uh, I was born in Argentina in a small town called Bahia Blanca, which is about... Uh, six hours drive from Buenos Aires, which is the capital of the city. So, and this is where I was born with a, a father who was an entrepreneur. So that the company uh, started himself, uh, his business was uh, on uh, producing football tables. Mm. And the soccer tables that we all place in bars. And uh, this was the beginning of the story. And is uh, I had two businesses actually two businesses. One was to manufacture and operate football tables, and then uh, he had an ice cream factory. So it was a, you know the best combination. Everyone wanted to be my friend. And imagine for the kids at school. <laughs> Let's go to to Gaston's factory because it was actually there were two buildings next to each other, and we were going and playing football. And then going to the ice cream, getting from the ice cream from the factory. So for me, this was, you know, a privilege to have that situation. Of course, I made a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> so this is um, the origin. Uh, so this is was where, basically, you know, what you get when you're a kid, it influences a lot. You know, the, the perspective of your life. And see my father as an entrepreneur, having his own business, always. You know, trying to develop something new. You know, okay, well, now we have football tables. And then he went into pool tables. And then he went into video games. And then he went into uh, kiddie rides. And then he went into on and on and on, all of this, trying to create different uh, opportunities, you know, business opportunities for his factory and his operation, importing, manufacturing, operating. And the same for for the ice cream shops, where, where he was trying to do these shops where they were, you know, trying to do always something new to attract more people to the shop. So that's, that's you know, when I was thinking, you know, about my origins, you know, I always tell about the story of the football table. But then I remind myself that the ice cream factory had a lot of, you know, trying to congregate people because market and in, in, in the today in Argentina is very, the ice cream is a very important part of people's life. It's a gathering. It's a gathering thing. It's not about the ice cream quality, which is good. It's about going to the ice cream shop with your girlfriend, with your wife, with your kids. So it's an out and go, you know, a day out. And that's why the ice cream fact the stores are very big. They're not just a service 
this probably the I remember the this the store of my father was about four hundred square meters. So imagine it's you know big. Yeah. So this is what uh, is who I am at the end of the day. You know, a kid, still a kid. You know, playing in the field of uh, business, which somehow I ended up. You know, the, getting myself into businesses with the thinking of continuing this uh, legacy of my father. You know, he was already in something that was making people feel good. You know, ice cream and and uh, and the football tables and pool tables and so on. So. You know, today, you know, this is a special year for me because I'm becoming 50 years old, which I was never thought I was going to be 50 years old. You know, it's like for me, 50 years old is like, was far, very far away. I keep, I am more the other guy, you know, still there in the factory, you know, with uh, with my friends playing and so on. I have, I was looking yesterday, actually thinking, okay, what I'm going to say today and so on. I was looking at pictures. And this is what reminds me, you know, who I am. So this is who I am, Gaston Gaetan, today an entrepreneur. I probably like my father. Today, you know, I found this uh, company that uh, we dedicate more or less what my father <laughs> was doing with a different, with a more innovative approach, let's say. Mm. So, you know, the, the, the trip was very, very interesting. Because today I'm in Spain, you know, in in, uh, in a small town too. But it's not a small town; it's a mid-sized town called Zaragoza. So that has a lot of uh, similarities to where I was born. I set myself here, which was the weather was also very hot in the summer, very cold in the winter, with a lot of wind, and kind of I feel it somehow at home with this wind, this crazy stuff. Mm. So this is who I am, and my story is of a person coming I mean, from that environment, trying to uh, dream and, and change the world. You know, this is always uh, was my appetite, not to change the world as a, uh, in terms of the ease or, or or trying to do something for the world. It's more for how to create my own world. You know, change the world to try to be my world. You know, to try to see. How can I add my my little spot in all of these things that are happening around me? I was were happening around me, and you know I'm trying to see now today that is not only me. You know I was able to transfer this to other people, so this is me, still the same, the same, with a, a little bit more knowledge in terms of uh, human knowledge, not not what I do. I always think that what I do, I need to learn. You know, it's like I, I, interesting. Every time a project comes, I say, "How I'm going to do this? <laughs> How I'm going to do this?" You know, it's like the, like the feeling that the, and then naturally things come. So the, the, this is the origin of Gaston coming to a, a foreign country after living in several countries. I was able to live in. England and to live in, in the U.S. and to live in France, and uh, also gave me a lot of international experience mm-hmm. of talking to different people around the world, making connections, making friends. Basically, this was my good deal. Always to make a good friends to go out, good friends to do business, good friends to to explore the world or whatever. So this today makes sense that. On this business, which is uh, quite international, what we do, the leisure way, under the name of our company, today we are actively doing projects in about 14 countries, actively today, but in the past years, we more than 30. Some of the projects they end, and then and I said, okay, well, it's, then we had the regions of myself what being transferred to this to the business, but also the experience of going around and uh, learning to to dialogue with different cultures. You know, mm-hmm. you know, having the possibility of going into a school where the crowd was international that was a great thing. And this is what really helps me a lot that I fit in anywhere. 
I, you know, <laughs> I go, I, I came uh, two weeks ago from uh, Riyadh. This Monday, I go to Zimbabwe. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and now I'm talking with you that you're in Germany. And then I go in the, in the afternoon, I have two meetings, one with, uh, in Singapore, and the other one is in Poland, for example. Or, so it's, it's, uh, it's amazing what's going on with this uh, possibility of being international at, the, let's say, low cost. Because we are a small, fairly small company. We are about, in the leisure way, we are close to 30 people. Mm-hmm. You know, dedicated to, I don't know if to change the world, but at least to bring, you know, our thoughts, you know, the leisure thinking approach that we have uh, into, into the, basically the real estate as a general, into the real estate uh, environment where this is our, we are playing the main role. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I if I tell you the um, what you wanted to hear, but this is the story of Gaston playing in this uh, business world. <laughs> yeah, super good. I would I would like to 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 go deeper in 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 as well understanding how you came up with the leisure way as an idea and then building a business out of that. So it's really really like what what is the origin story of of the leisure way? Well, it's an interesting story because as I said. The first of all, I started with my my family, with the factory and operations. You know, my family had a very strong operations of all these equipment mm. around the the country. But then I went to study abroad. My father said he always repeated me all the time. You know, remember you told me that you never wanted to learn English. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was the curse for him. It's like, and today he's so proud that I'm able to talk in English. He said, if you didn't speak English, you will never ever be able to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's true. Anyway, so what happens is um, after I went, to, he sent me abroad to study. I came back and I went to his uh, business, and I started to say, okay, well, Dad, we need to do this, we need to do that, because you know I learned so many things in school. I know I thought that it was much more. And of course, already was intelligent enough to tell my father what to do. So he stayed for one month, two months, three months. I said, up to the point that Gaston, I think this is not the place for you. You must go. What? Yes, I don't want you. I don't want you in my company. You're you're a headache for me. What do you mean? Yes. Well, if you want to change my things, I don't want to change. I am what I am, and this is a business that I know. And if you want to do the things you do, do it yourself. So <laughs> he basically kicked me out in a good uh, in a good way. No, it was not in a good way, but I felt that uh, at the at the time I was lost because mm-hmm. I was always dreaming coming back to my and trying to create from the factory that I was my father to make it something big. And all of a sudden, that dream was cut. He said, no, 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 this is, my father said to me, this is my thing. Do your own baby. <laughs> play, play with your baby. So, um, and then I said, okay, how I do this? And I was, again, in a situation I didn't know what to do. So rather than start my own business, I said, I started to look for a job. Mm-hmm. So I was at one point about to get the job and I went to my father and she said, Gaston, uh, I said, Dad, look, I'm about to start this job. What do you think? You know, as a, you know, as a father. I said, yeah, it's okay, but look, Gaston, I have a situation. I have this guy who owes me money. Why don't you try to go and uh, get this, this space and try to do all your ideas? I help you. <laughs> you know, because of this. So this is what I did. At the end, I followed his guide. And in my life, this was a pattern, following his guide and many people's guide. Mm. You know, trying to hear what to do more than knowing myself. Everything I plan, so-so. When I plan for others, it works well. When I plan for me, mm, so-so. <laughs> but when I hear other people telling me some things, somehow they're more objective. They're not, you know, they're not conflicted with what I want. <laughs> so I started to, to basically do a space of, uh, with his own products. You know, and at the time was an entertainment bar. Yeah. I said, okay, how can I combine fun and his products? You know, and for me at the time, I was very young. I was uh, 
20 something. So for me, fun was going to the bar. This was for me fun. <laughs> so, but the bars, they don't have the products from my fuckhood because they are not, you know, they are not nice, the place and so on. So I combined it too, and it was good. It was a great combination. This was in Buenos Aires. I created a, a brand called TAF at the time, which was very successful. And I started to open shops. And I started to be trendy in Buenos Aires, not in my home city. And then this uh, concept that I created, which was quite cool, was spotted by uh, a person from Kushman and Wakefield. I don't know if you know them. This is a broker. And they do many services today. And they said, look, you have to be in a shopping center. You know, they, they kind of knocked the door and they said, I want to talk to the person and I came myself and and I started to talk about the shopping center. So I said, what? What is it? Oh, I was not aware of this shopping center industry at the time. <laughs> and I had a, uh, my, my entertainment bar was in the middle of the urban, in, in a urban um, networks, you know, in the middle of the city with all the cool stuff and so on. So then at the time, uh, the, the country was going under a very, very strong uh, crisis, economic crisis. Yeah. Maybe I should follow this guy. So I called him and I said, can you arrange me a meeting with the people? And he said, but yes, I spotted uh, a place for you, but it's not in Argentina. It's in Madrid. So I went to Madrid by myself into a meeting, and somehow I presented my, my concept that I, I did for me and was with the products of my father. And they love it because it was so advanced to what they were saying. Because at the time, they have only two options bowling alleys and uh, uh, arcade bowling alleys or cinema. This was, you know, at the time considered, you know, the leisure time in a shopping center. <laughs> so I basically presented to them something super cool. And the guy says, okay, we want to do it. I have one small problem that I didn't have enough money, or I didn't have money make it short, to do it. So I asked them, look, I want to do it, but you have to help me. So the guys, I convinced them to help me to build that business here. So all of a sudden, I have a, I'm in Madrid with a 3,000 square meter mm. entertainment bar. Huge. The biggest that you can find. You know, I was there with the with a high expectation, I was going to hit the world with this, of course, in a, in a, in a shopping center called Madrid Sanadu, which the important part was they were also doing a snow dome, huge snow dome. Of, uh, in, the, in the process of doing the installation of my own shop, one of the partners of the project was uh, actually, there were two partners, the developer and the owner of the land. He came to, um, to me and said, Gaston, uh, I want to talk to you. Yes. And he said, Look, uh, would you be interested to help us with the snow dome? Mm -hmm. so what do you mean, to help us with the snow dome? Yes, I want you to be involved with us because I, after talking to you through the business arrangements that we did, I saw a way of thinking that I don't have in my team. You know, this, uh, at the time, leisure entertainment thinking that you have. You're always trying to bring these flavors. And in my team, I don't have anyone thinking about this. And I said, yes. And I asked him, are you going to pay me? Yeah, we're going to pay you. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, yes. And I was not, I was not. So I said, perfect. I do it. So all of a sudden, I ended up working in a team of a, actually a total project doing the real estate development that I was much uh, bigger than what I was doing as a, my own shop. So when I had to do the first invoice to him, he said, and I said, how, what do I put in the invoice? I asked him, you know, the, and he said to me, put me leisure consultant. So I basically, started to invoice as a leisure consultant. What was a leisure consultant? Who knows? But I became, from that day, a leisure consultant. Lucky enough that we did, I did my own thing and I did for them, and I started to get calls from other people. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, we look, we are doing a project uh, here, and uh, we need uh, somebody that will help us to bring this flavor somehow. I didn't have any of the, any knowledge of, of uh, you know, how to do it. But I say yes. Mm. This is a reality. Say yes. Let's do it. You know, I was just I wanted to be in projects. I detected that it was much more fun at the time to do projects for others than to do projects for me. Mm. Why? Because when it's for you, you always have a minimal uh, budget. You're always dealing with a small project. When I was talking to the developers, the projects were much bigger. They were much interest, more interesting. They had the diversity, and they have the opportunity for me to really think about only about the project, not about how I'm going to finance it, how many employees I want to have, all this company structure. Mm. So this was really the origin of, of, uh, of in one side, you know, they, they spotted somehow the market had spotted that they need somebody to take the the issue much more serious because nobody was taking this uh, issue as a serious matter. Mm. And, and second part was because when I was doing my shop after I finished on the, we opened the shopping center and so when I had my own shop, I started to struggle with the business. And I created a very cool area, much better than in Buenos Aires, but it was not working. And uh, and I started to walk around the mall every day. And what I saw, that the life was not in the shop, was in the mall, mm. everywhere. Mm. Outside, inside, in the corridor. So this is where people engage. And it was boring to walk around, but this is where the people were. So I said, look, I know we think clearly out what when they said think out of the box. So let's think out of the box because I felt that I was in a box with my own shop. So I wanted to get out and do the things in the middle of a public area, outdoor and this. And this is how I started to propose because I started to explain to the clients that my business was not working because it was fit in into a place that people have to uh, really decide to have uh, a moment there and have to go in. Second, it was too expensive. And I said, public area must be cheaper than the than the meters of the space of a shop because they were comparing, this guy pays uh, so many uh, euros per square meter and you pay less and half and so on. And I was saying, well, if I cannot pay this. So all of a sudden I went from and, you know, always being on the critic side because I was fighting for the rent, to said, no, let's forget about the rent. Let's leave the rent for the guys that can pay the rent, which are the retailers. Let's use this whole infrastructure, which is the whole asset, to turn it into something that is attractive, not just one little dot in the middle of a concrete mass. So... You know, uh, this was pro for me the biggest learn because we lost money. I learned through the hard way mm. that people, you know, you cannot push people all the time inside of a shop. You just have to, you have to follow the people. And you have to make them feel, you know, well, from the moment that they are thinking of you at home to the moment that they are there as a physical space. So this is how, you know, the story of the leisure way, the beginning. And, and, and what happens is I didn't have so many projects, so they started to call me one guy from Romania. Oh, I have a, a shopping center that doesn't work, and I want to try to transform this into more of an area for people uh, to come and have fun and so on. So I went to Romania. And then I went to Los Angeles, and I started to get calls of people like one here, one there, <laughs> up to a point that uh, I received a call from um, a company at the time was uh, British Land, was developing the biggest shopping center in Europe, mm. which is in the city where I am, called Puerto Venecia. And they said to me, look, we're looking for a person to help us and so on to create this leisure atmosphere, and you need to come and to live here in Zaragoza. Otherwise, we, uh, you know, we are not interesting for you. 
and I'd look at my site. I have two or three projects, but they were, you know, slowly moving and so on. I said, look, this is an opportunity. So I basically took the plane <laughs> and uh, rent a room in a hotel, and I started to work for this project in in, in Zaragoza, which became then a benchmark for many people in the in the real estate world in terms of leisure and so on. Mm-hmm. So that helps us to to start to, to move ourselves and to get more calls and to get the infrastructure and to get a team, full-time team, because I was another project I was trying to get teams of different uh, origins and qualities and, and fields to do projects, but per project. When I was when I moved here and I had one project, at least I was able to build a team, which I continue, I kept after the project finished. I said, guys, don't worry. I uh, I have a group of I will uh, keep the team and I look for 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 projects. I was crazy because <laughs> imagine I had I had some savings and all of a sudden I was I'm going to rent an office. I want to have a team and no project because after Puerto Venezia. Mm. No more projects, but I said I somehow promised that I was, and I really was. I had the money. And I was lucky enough that after ten days, I received a call from a, another developer, and we, you know, we started. So I was very lucky in this process of, of and very hard process, you know, because losing money, trying to talk to people. So the regions of the Ledger Way are. It was a natural flow from day one in my life. Where some people tell me when uh, the leisure way started. For me, the leisure way as a as a, as a dream started many many years ago, which I was not able to accomplish. But I somehow keep it moving. The idea of trying to to add this field of this leisure thinking approach into the real estate world, whatever it is, the project. So you know, I was brave enough, crazy enough to continue in this field and talking to people that didn't want to hear about anything about my topic. You know, it was uh, in the time of the, today, we are talking to the real estate world, but at the beginning it was only shopping centers. Mm-hmm. Today we are doing mixed use projects, residential projects. Uh, um, we are doing uh, touristic projects. We are doing even a school. We are doing now uh, small cities and so on. But at the beginning it was a retail. And the the process of the start, you know, there was no time for this. Basically, the project had to fill the boxes, get the rents, get the rent roll, mm. and move on. Mm. You know, move on to the next project, next project. I, there was no room for this, you know, thinking that we today have the opportunity to do to introduce. So this is how it really started the leisure way naturally from. Personal dream to then the opportunity in the market that today is giving us. Yeah, brilliant story. Thank you for sharing it. So, t- taking all of this, now you you basically work with the leaders in in real estate around the world, and and I would like the, to take a turn into how you see innovation in this space moving, and what what are you doing with your business and supporting innovation in the real estate industry? Uh, you know what, the leisure way we say this. I'm not an expert in innovation. And, uh, you know, when we talk about innovation, it's always a word for us that is kind of big. You know, you feel that the innovation is on your shoulders because if you are not an innovator, then you are a little bit out of the market. So you have to be innovative. Mm. So I, we said we work in innovate, innovation or we are innovative. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep trying to answer ourselves. But you know, in terms of innovation, the larger way is always trying to bring a new thinking, a new a new approach of doing the projects, trying to bring but the interesting thing about the innovation that today is that for us it's a bit going backwards. And I wanna explain but this is a thinking. Mm-hmm. The the innovation terms from a client perspective, they always want us to bring physical features, you know, physical approach or physical strategies or things that they will make people think or feel better and so on. But 
as a Deleuze Way company, we always try to keep to the origins of that we have to be human. We have to be sensitive. So all of a sudden, when we start to talk about these uh, words, you know, the human approach, the sensibility, the intuition, the elements that they are not the typical innovation frame. Somehow I feel that we are innovating more in that because in some cases in the real estate world, they forgot and they erased that part of, you know, the, the contact. They're trying to understand and go and do the work not in a fast way, but in a slow way. Mm. Going into it, like I was telling you now, on Monday I have to go travel to Zimbabwe for a project. And I physically go with my team. And we spend five days with the client, not only visiting his site, understanding the culture, getting all these senses that mm. they will be part of the innovation, but is the outcome of our thinking. So somehow I feel that you know the 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 difference that we are making in what we do is not in the result of that could be innovative, but in the approach. Because that approach of doing this, uh, taking the time to go and feel things, feel it seems that it's more innovative than the process that we do, or the things that we do, <laughs> and it, it doesn't make sense, you know. At the end, you know, this is a, companies somehow are losing the touch to real to the real world. You know, they read, they send us all the kinds of documents we go through, and all it's very difficult to spot the opportunities through those lines. And then we always find the opportunities when we go and visit. And I tell you a story that is, is interesting. Now we're doing a project uh, in Cuba. And this is for the uh, Ministry of, uh, of Cuba. They wanted to create a new area, or touristic area, that is complementary to Varadero, which is a beach. And this is a, in an area of a river, and it has a jungle, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so what we did is travel to Cuba with, my, uh, with our team and meet with their team, which were... You know, the Cuban approach is very strong. We went into a theater and they were, I went into a theater uh, and there were about 40 people in a theater. So the client, the client, not the team, the guy that was with us from the government, you know, and I went into the theater and I sit in one of the seats because I, I thought that we were, it was going to come the minister and he was going to tell us what uh, what was uh, the objective of the project? And, and I sit in one bench, in one seat, in the, one row, sorry. And I say, no, 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 come, come, you go in front. What do you mean, I go in front? <laughs> yes, they want to talk. They want to hear you. They want to talk to you. So all of a sudden, I go into the theater, talking to everyone from that area, which is a history teacher. Uh, the lady of the uh, um, museum, the people from the city, well, all of these different fields. And each of them giving us a lot of information and discussing and so on. It was a great opportunity to talk to so many people and feel their passion about an area, mm. how they transfer the area. So that was human approach. You know, like talking to the people much deeper than just receiving a paper and, okay, I understand now. Yes, I read all the documents. What is this stuff? How come we are forgetting about spending time, having the energy and the dedication to go wide? So how, somehow this is part of the innovation, taking the time of going and talking and sitting with the people and smiling to them and believing in their field and appreciating what they do and et cetera, et cetera. The second part is that this is a river that we have to activate. And we were going in the river visiting and they were showing us, look at the, the birds and look at the trees and look at the tides. And this was, we were, this was a 40 minute trip. Anyway, after 40 minutes on a, on a boat and going in a river, you get, not bored, but it's uh, basically the same. 
Mm. So I detected my taking is that you have to give a rhythm to the visit. Mm. So second part of the project, we start with the human. We went is like through in this time, I detected that it was boring. So we need to do rhythm. We have to do many things in this to activate it. And the third part, important part, is when we went down, in this, during this trip, it was very formal. You know, they were, the guy of the birds, they were saying, look, this is the species we only have here in the area of Cuba, and blah, blah. And the other one is, this is the cement of the Indians, and this, they were telling us, but very professional and very formal. So we went and we stopped with the boat, with the team. And we were taking pictures, doing drawings, and et cetera, et cetera. So we had to cross to the other side of the river, and there were these old little boats. So we started to cross. And also there was um, like a piece of wood that you can step on and go through a rope. Mm. Everyone at the time when people went into the boat or went into this contact with the water, they laughed. People started to take pictures and laugh. It was an amazing time. And uh, all of a sudden, from being silent in the boat, very professional, everyone put their cameras, having fun. Look at this guy, look at this guy. And it, it was a really fun part. Mm. And then, again, we detected that the activation of the river, we had to activate the water. Because it, actually, the water was the key, mm. not, this, not the land. So what does this mean at the end of the day? That Innovation for us has to come from an approach of doing a more sensitive approach, a much, much more direct, uh, get the feelings, invade us, and give us the answers, not uh, a paper or, or uh, uh, somebody. is let's feel it. So this is one thing that oh, I think the most important part of the innovation that we are doing, which is it doesn't feel very innovative, no? Yeah, it's true. But many companies are not doing this. You know, we're taking the time. Uh, second part of the innovation is that as a team, we are a multifunctional team. You know, the, we have architecture, we have industrial design, we have economists, we have engineers, we have storytellers. So I was able, through the funding of the project that we were doing, to catch people in the street. Mm. You know, people that are like, yeah, they're interesting. You know, and, and I said, look, would you like to be part of this, uh, you know, boat? <laughs> and I said, well, but I don't know anything about your field. I know, you will learn. Mm. And I have people, you know, working for more than 10 years with us. You know, that they grew out of, uh, they were born into these things, so I was able to transfer this, and they get this appetite of getting and, and not doing the copy-paste, trying to get the feeling things, creating the right condiment um, for something that is then at the end, because the client says, I want something wow. I want something that the people will remember. I want it to be in Instagram. I want blah, blah, blah. All of these things that we hear all the time. And I'm looking for real people who have senses. So it's a contradictory. You know, I look for people that have a completely different uh, feelings to sometimes to the clients because they're not, we are very normal people around you know, very down to earth. <laughs> you know, we, we like to laugh a lot and uh, and we we take very seriously what we do, but with uh, trying to have a spirit of that the, the trip should be the one that gives you the answers, mm. which we don't have at the beginning. The clients, they want to, I want this to do this and to do that. And then we said, no, you have to pay us to do something that we don't know yet. What is going to be? <laughs> you have to trust in ourselves, and it's very difficult for this market. And this was my struggle to tell me, but okay, you will get your fees and so on, and for what? What are you show me? Say, no, no, I need to work. So you said so I have to pay in advance for something that I don't know what I'm going to get. So imagine how difficult it was today because we have some projects and we are talking to <clears throat> luckily business leaders. The difference is very simple. 
not long ago, probably 10 or 12 years ago, no, 10 to 15 years ago, I was not able to pass the secretary. Mm. In reality, it's like, no, there is no time. Basically, no, 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 no. Today, when I go into a place for a meeting, I have 20 people in the meeting taking notes. And of course, it's a top management level. And at the end of the day, sometimes it happens in the last trip, you know, that the, the CEO of the company, you know, said, uh, I was walking and I was walking to the bathroom. He basically was walking to me at week to, to, to the, he was trying to tell me, because we need this, we want things, meaningful, meaningful things. He was, I remember he was telling me, trying to brainwash myself of what he needed mm. in his company. And I said, okay, well, look, can I go to the bathroom? I was basically walking, he was following me. Uh, so that shows, that not that we did, or we are, uh, you know, better than others. It's basically at the today market. You know, it's a completely different market than 15 years ago. And we were lucky enough to be talking this Chinese language. Mm. Today, somehow, the Chinese language is things that people have start to get the feeling that they understand. Yeah. But this is a, the reality, you know, the, the, the lesser way of an innovation uh, platform is making sure that what we do as a, a, a reason, a meaning, is doable. Then, because it's not just a dream, it's something that has, and it's good for the client, and also it's good for the people that are going to use it. It's not just something that uh, it will be a decoration or will be there for looking. Because this was a real estate approach. Let's let's uh, we're going to uh, uh, reposition the asset, this uh, shopping center. We are changing the floors, we are changing the facades, <laughs> we are changing the ceilings. Oh, who cares? You know, it's like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? And this was the repositioning. And then they said, no, but also we're going to reposition the brands, the same brands that the other. So the mission was to get the same brands by your competitor. So where is the innovation? What makes the difference? Mm. What mm. makes the difference? So, you know, the innovation, I think, is a word that sometimes we feel is very big for us. We try to be innovative, let's say. We like, we try to think different, stay to a root, and really provide value mm. to the asset, of course, and to the people are going to use. Because then this is the real value. Yeah, yeah. Real value. So if, if, if you take this and look forward, so how do you think innovation and, and the way of leisure thinking and, 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 and doing projects like you're doing is changing over time going forward from now on with having the pandemic and having digitalization ramping up through the pandemic and so on? First part of the innovation, I go from the basics to more complicated parts. From the basic is, is before, uh, in the process of development, a real estate project, they were calling us at the end. Mm. We did this project, and then how can you spice it up? I said, well, look, where's, it was very difficult because basically this is, was not a DNA that mm. was not part of the, of the master plan. Mm. So that the first step is today, likely, Many uh, companies, towns, etc., etc., are inviting us to work on the master plan or from the master plan level. So that is a very because if the this DNA that you want to introduce into the project is not well taken from the beginning, then you have a lot of restrictions. Yeah, which is common sense at the end, but somehow we lost it in the way. You know, it's, how come? This was not spotted many years ago, but it was not. So this is a good thing. You know, we are today uh, able to be part of this thinking from the beginning. Second evolution important is that when we sit, there are many different words and many different uh, fields. It's not just one uh, dictator that knows everything. So now we have the possibility of sharing different approach, and trying to get the right story for that 
a specific project, which is not the story that we built, that we all built. Mm. So that is a, so if you don't get the right basics, you know, the master plan, the right story, the, the right teams, it's very difficult to be follow on the innovation because then uh, the results will be contradictory. You know, if you just go, so the, uh, let's say this is another part of the evolution. And the last part of the evolution is that ourselves have more credit today. We propose things that we were not able to propose before <laughs> because people were just, no way, no way, this is too much, or this is not going to be, you know, it will take me forever to recover. And, you know, of course, you know, you have the sustainable, the uh, ecology, this, and you have all these words that they are trying to try to get in this bag, which at the end of the day, they add cost. Hmm. And you have always the Excel sheet on the other side, yeah. trying to, you know, and the guy is all of a sudden, his uh, perception of uh, the project starts to change because he says, well, you know, this, if we do this, uh, how, what will be the result? And they don't have the security yeah. for that result. And uh, we are trying to tell him, look, you know, in the leisure way, at the leisure way, our only target that we have is to make people feel good. Mm. You know, this is a, and one phrase that I said the other day, it was, it's interesting because I said, by spontaneously, there's no better marketing than making people feel good. Absolutely. Finish. Finish. There is no better marketing than making people feel good. If you, I can talk to whoever marketing guru, but in reality, this is the one because it's going to touch your heart, and this is where, if where if it's a product, a place, and so on. So, and I'm trying to raise the bar on my side with the developers to give the right importance to try to let us innovate on the basis of, of course, giving us more uh, more room for this in terms of the budget, in terms of the space, physical space, in terms of the thinking. We always said that for us, the leisure thinking should be on top. Then it comes the design, then it comes the uh, tenants, then it comes the uh, building itself, designing the building. But first is the leisure approach, which is making people feel good. And then if we, this is the thing, then we will do the right building, we will do the right tenant mix, and we will do uh, all these things that have to be in a development, which was not the case. You know, this is, but this is in our world. We hope that, that one day, you know, the market will really give, a, give this credit to what we do, that making people feel good is the most important thing, and it's the only thing is going to give value to your asset. Yeah. I'm determined for this, and this is what kept me alive, even when, you know, when you're underwater and you're taking your, uh, <laughs> your air from some, some other place, because I... I don't know. It's just maybe I'm too stubborn, but I truly, really, <laughs> I feel it in my soul that this is uh, the way. Yeah, and it's it's quite interesting. It's also relating to take, taking us back into your timeline, running a bar where 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 you, where you have the football tables in it. It's also making people feel good. So it's the same way of thinking, just in a different concept. Not only this, it's like. When I went to, I was telling you about the story about my father. That mm. He kicked me out of the company. Before he kicked me out, he gave me a project. He said, I want to export the football tables. Mm. And I said, okay. So <clears throat> I started to study the situation and we started to do uh, like a small catalog. And they print uh, uh, the first page. My father wanted, he was telling me that. Our football tables are made in aluminum, made with this, made with that, all this qualitative. And what I did, and then I asked the photographer to come, and I asked my brother and his friends to come. So what I did is I did the first, in this we're talking, I was nothing, no experience in nothing, but in the time, what, the first, what I was able to convince my father to put in the front page, nothing about the product. 
<laughs> but to have people playing, having fun, yeah. having a good time, which is their people, not the product. Their people, not the asset. Their people, not ourselves. What I want, oh, because I think, I think nothing. <laughs> this or my wife or my family, you know, all the time we are thinking, okay, we have our personal experience, but in reality, we have to all of us detect those key parts. So it goes really back into my roots of fighting with my father, telling him, forget about the product, forget about the assets, forget about, we focus on the people. Mm. Let's make them, and this is going to be the answer to our goals or questions, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Love it. It's, it, it's, it's such a pleasure to, to, to listen to you and the stories you tell. It's, it's really interesting to see. And I mean, I have, I've had the pleasure of working with you. I was just checking it uh, when I was preparing in 2014 in, in the Adigea project. That's, that's where we met first time in person. It's quite a while ago already. But I would like to transition now to, to getting to the end. So I'm always asking a couple of questions slightly out of context. So um, question number one is, if, if you would have the chance working with a project that is affecting every human being on earth, what project would it be and why would you choose that project? You know, the only thing to change the world is through ideas. At the end of the day, you know, it's like, a, and I somehow I feel that when you want to touch every person, you have to put something that people relate to ideas or, 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 It's like when uh, uh, writers, you know, you write a book and this uh, spreads its knowledge. Mm. So I think that, you know, I would like to to work with the leaders of the world to introduce these ideas into people's lives. You know, whatever it is, it's to work with an organization that goes country per country or city per city to see how we can improve mm. from a the perspective of making this life better for everyone, but not in only, in, of course, in some cases, it's the worker that I need. But I see a lot of organizations working in that level of, of, of services. But then in the level of, when you go out to the infrastructure, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there are some places where really I see that the, there is no, the, the approach of the mayor of that town, for example, is not correct because he is, uh, you know, investing money in things like the facades, you know, in things that they are not bringing things for the people. And then these people leave to another town or they leave to the city, you know, because it's not a place to provide time for you and uh, have a good time or the, the kids they are going away or they are basically the kids are in trouble. Today, the biggest fight that we have, you know, the I think is against the time, quality time. Everyone is focused on the social networks. You know, this is a big impact. Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook, all of these social networks are what is commanding, you know, a lot of life, people's lives and time. Mm. Time because you spend a lot of time going through these and mm. connecting to Facebook and so on. So I want to work in an organization where we go in the physical networks, where people relate, where we really feel to each other and try to analyze from a perspective of how are we going to make people connect, not through a phone or a social network, on the physical, because this is what is the real difference. Mm. You know, it's like, how many friends you have, you know, so I don't care fucking friends, sorry for the word, <laughs> or the friends of, a, of a Facebook, you know, it's like the friends of who you are calling and you are grabbing your, so infrastructure of the physical contact. And I would like to see how we fight this stupidity of the world that we're getting into thinking that we have a life through the technology and we are forgetting other parts. You know? mm -hmm. So this is a, it's a, 
You ask me a big question, I give you a bigger answer. That's good. No? <laughs> Super good. <laughs> Something like that. It's, it's not only one project. It's a project of helping the world not to be so disconnected physically, you know, more in the pandemic, because now, you know, the is the moment that you need to be close, not to be away. Mm. You know, we are, I hate this thing. You know, people are, well, yesterday I was in the tram and the lady was trying to get all the time farther from me. You know, I was with my mask and everything. It's like, but the lady is, so I, I hate it. You know, I feel that somehow we need to recuperate the values of people getting closer. And I saw some effects. You know, we all saw that we talked to the neighbor because we didn't have anyone so since we didn't have any chance, we talked to the neighbor. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, maybe this is a starting point of thinking that, you know, the technology has a moment and a time, but should not conquer our lives somehow. So this is an organization that probably someday <laughs> I would like to be part of fighting and do work on the physical networks, not the social networks. Love it. So next question is, where will you be in a year from now? And you can you can answer that personally and or business or both. In a year. Yeah. I always said I don't know what I'm gonna be in the next month, but because I travel <laughs> so much. But I think in a year from now I know a couple of things. I keep telling myself I have to change. So this is the reality. Hmm. I, I have to uh, since I'm coming fifty, I'm doing my checklist. And this is in September. I'm doing my checklist. What did I accomplish? What did I didn't accomplish? And so on. Of course, you know, the the bigger dreams, I didn't conquer any of them. None of them. I conquered only one by accident, which is I'm in love with, with what is happening around myself today. So with my family, I was able to I had my first kid when I was 45, mm. which I was already, my father said, Gaston, you're not going to have a family. You're out of the market. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow I worked it out in the last, and, you know, uh, my wife believed in me and we had a beautiful child and I'm in love with that situation. After 40, I was able to do, do, to do something that I like. So at the end, I hope to be in the same place. For first time in my life, Hmm. It's like I like this place. I like my family. I like my what I do. It's not I'm looking for something new. Hmm. I want to just. And at one point I thought uh, you know I was going to move, and I may have to move because we have a lot of we are getting a lot of demand from the Middle East. And I may have to spend more time there and in Spain. But this is at the end is doesn't change anything because we, I'm doing the same things. With my family, I'm not going to leave my family. So maybe I'm going to spend more time in the Middle East because working-wise, you know, uh, Europe is sleepy. It's not yet into the level. You know, the, it comes at, at a slower pace. And in the Middle East, there is a lot of action. And, mm. you know, I'm a warrior. You know, I like to be in the middle of the war. I cannot be at home all the time waiting for people to things to come to me. I knock the doors and mm. I start to open the rooms for, for what we do. And uh, Talk to whoever is necessary to make things. So maybe it will happen that we'll spend more time in the Middle East, but for sure it's going to be, you know, with my wife watching my kids and uh, trying to. The last part that I said to me is like, uh, I need to, I need to do other things than work. Mm. You know, I have the family. I have the family. I have the work. I'm happy. But then on the stone level, I don't, you know, I'm not doing many things for, you know, maybe this is, uh, I need to find some other things to do, a hobby or something, I'm, I don't know, or, or, or having the time for that too. You know, sometimes I postpone many of the things uh, I wanted to do because I have to travel or mm -hmm. because of my kids. That's a normal thing. You know, I wanted, the uh, day I wanted to start to do rowing. And I said already the count going to Rowan is gonna take the whole morning on Saturday. I'm traveling, so my kid is gonna be uh, I said, Well, maybe the rowing is time. So <laughs> I had to choose. But yeah. hopefully I do something for for my personal uh <laughs> time. But it's nothing to do with my family and my my business. Okay, cool. So la last bigger question. How do you keep yourself informed? What are the different sources and information 
topics you 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 basically um take with you on on your journey where where are the things you you build your thoughts on you know i read a lot but i read a lot of stupid things you know this is my wife says you are an idiot you read the stupid things all the time because she reads a lot of books and i go home and i wanted to somehow uh, i tried to get my mind out of the projects out of this and i mm. i started to look things that are nonsense because they're not giving me any knowledge but i need that because i want to just Forget. Great job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to go through. Like, I had a friend that is a chef, and he loved to go to places to eat. You know, busy things and this. I said, why? Because you know, if you lose the contact, if you are thinking on these special things, you need to go into stupid things too. Stupid things they have a value in your life. <laughs> so, so the 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 knowledge I think is through people. In reality, more, more and more and more is talking uh, people like you. Talking to my clients now, uh, we have a an idea of contacting. Contacting this comes from the Cuban. Uh, when I went to Cuba, I started to talk to if a guy that was doing history, a guy that was uh, uh, part of the government. So I started to talk to people, and they were not the usual nor- normal people that I talked to, and they were giving us a lot of information and mm-hmm. thoughts. So I want to continue that journey of trying to explore more different people of the different of what my speech is, different to what the client says. You know, that why not to talk to a priest, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and ask him what do he thinks, or or a chef, you know, that's imagine, you know, what's what is the relation of the leisure way with the chef? Because when you're eating, I was explaining to one of my colleagues why we need to talk to a chef because. What is more important when you gather around food? The people or the food? I don't know. What do you get? You really, you remember the bike, but you also remember the talks that you have with your friends and so yeah. on. So that moment around yeah. the food. So I want to talk to the, to the chef to tell me what is his opinion around the moments around the food. So this is, I think, the source of information that I dream into or started to dream that I should catch to get my sources of knowledge. Uh, aside of uh, of what you know, the travels and that we do, that talking to different people to to give me different approach and then grow internally my thinking to then apply it to a specific projects. Yeah, I love that. I, I will fo- I will follow that if 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 you share that with others. As well. <laughs> I'm trying to see that's the thing is I need to find the. We're trying to you know in these companies you try many things and you accomplish too. Yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> Cool. So, how how can people find you? How can people reach out to you? Well, it's very easy. You know, there's uh, my mobile is zero zero three four six six seven eight three four eight. This is one thing. Second, they can go into the into ah look. This is a great. I should show it to. Oh no, I have a card. I was in in in, in um, because it's about reaching. So I have a. I was in the in Jeddah. We are doing a project in Jeddah. Mm. You. So what we did in Jeddah, this project is outside of Jeddah. So what I went and I spent time three days in the old town of Jeddah, which is lovely, but the really old town where I had the butchers and this. And I get and get the hotel in the middle. I said you're crazy. So I went in. I said no, I want to stay there. So I started to have tea and talk to people. And this is the exploration trip, mm. which is the fun, which we are going to do now in Zimbabwe. <laughs> So I was, um, I went into a tea shop, ordered tea, and somebody here, I was with a colleague talking in English, so he asked me, who are you from, and so on. And at the end of the day, you know, he then said, you should try this. Didn't look that good. You should try this because it's a local pastry and so on and so on. Okay, okay. Of course, we try the pastry because yeah. you're, and he gave me a card. And I didn't pay attention about the card. You know, somebody gives you a business card. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy, <clears throat> then he said, goodbye, goodbye. <clears throat> when I was going to pay the pastry and the tea, he already paid for it. But his card, the main thing he had is his name on the phone. And he said, your call made me happy. That's your cool. call made me happy. Because we are not calling people. Mm. We are... Sending emails, we're WhatsApp, we are not calling. Your call makes me happy. And I said, 
I should copy this. You know, I should put this because I think people should call each other, talk to each other. So they can reach me and they can, if they want to know who we are or what we do, it's, of course, uh, uh, theleisureway.com is our web. Yeah. And uh, we try to be always connected, physically connected to people or conferences and areas where we can spread the world. And and then my, my marketing uh, manager says, don't say it because this is not the proper way to explain what we do. But I said, what we do is make making people feel good at the end of the day. And uh, he said, but it, uh, this is not what we do much more. Okay, yes, but this is the way I say it. That's okay. Then, at the end, the 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 value is there. You know, the value is there. Yeah. Awesome. It was a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure having you on my show, Gaston. Um, really, really big, big thank you for spending so much time with me and 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 taking your time off of the busy day. Thank you very much. Please, thank you to you. I know it's my first podcast, so for me, it's uh, I was worried about this. I tried to prepare on myself, but then at the end of the day, you know, you cannot prepare. It's just basically a nice conversation that we had, and hopefully, we have uh, other conversations. They don't have to be recorded, but we can have many conversations because. <laughs> I think you also have, uh, as I said, uh, you know, I would like your your thoughts to be transferred to to what we do. You know, from you have a much deeper knowledge of innovation that we need to learn from, and to see how we become not become vintage, and we wanted to be all the time thinking properly. And so it's always good to have someone that is hearing if you are repeating too much yourself, if you are going in the right direction. So most probably we will exchange more ideas. Yeah, super. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jen.